Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Selling Greenville, your favorite real estate podcast here in the upstate of South Carolina. I'm your host, Stan McCune, here as always, delivering you all the content about real estate in the upstate. And I would just like to remind you guys, as always, please, if you're not subscribed to the show, open up your podcast app, hit the subscribe button, hit the download button, leave a rating, leave a review. I appreciate all of that helps to support the podcast. And just a reminder, as always, I am a realtor and all of my contact information is in the show notes. If you need me for any of your real estate needs, you guys know I represent buyers, I represent sellers. Um, I got into this with uh, into real estate with an investing uh, proficiency, you might say, but that allows me to have a critical eye uh, and a, a different perspective on real estate than a lot of your standard retail realtors out there. So just keep me in mind for all of that. If you or anyone else you know needs help in real estate, and also all that contact information is in the show notes. If you just want to reach out to talk about the show or whatever the case may be. Just let me know. I'm available to talk to you guys, um, especially now that we've got snow outside, which uh, you may hear my kids outside playing in the snow. I'm trying as much as, much as possible to um, make it not uh, super uh, noisy with a lot of background noises. But uh, but yes, this has been an interesting time. This is the 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 time of the snow apocalypse uh, of of 2022. This is the most snow I've seen here in quite some time. Um, and, uh, it's fun. It's fun when we actually get, you know, to enjoy some of, of the, uh, of the winter season here in Greenville. So I hope you guys have been enjoying that. But in the meantime, while I've had a little bit of extra time on my hands, uh, due to kind of everything shutting down for a few days, I've been calling back through and, and there's always a lot of interesting information that comes out at the end of the year or the beginning of, of the new year, reflecting back on, the prior year. And so I've been culling through a lot of information that has come out um, about what the year 2021 was like in in the upstate, in Greenville. And what I wanted to do this time, we, we've looked at kind of the market stats kind of um, at, at various times, kind of what the entire market itself in the greater Greenville area is doing. And, and that includes a, really a huge area. That includes Greenville County, which is a massive geographic area in and of itself. I mean, I think to go from the lowest point of Greenville County to the uppermost point of Greenville County, it's close to an hour and a half drive. So Greenville County itself is very large. But those stats also include a lot of Spartanburg County, a lot of Anderson County, a lot of Pickens County, um, and a few others scattered in. So this time I want to look specifically at various markets that overperformed or underperformed from the standpoint of appreciation. Of course, appreciation cuts both ways. We've talked about this before. Um, I I really don't have a better word to use than perform. Um, You could maybe say overappreciated or underappreciated. That's just a lot of syllables. I'm just going to say overperformed or underperformed. And that's in comparison to what most of the upstate appreciated at in, as in general. So in general, we saw most markets in the upstate of South Carolina appreciate the past year between 10 to 17%. In other words, the, the median home sold between 10 to 17% more 
in the year 2021 than it did in the year 2020. Well, that's a that's a significant amount, significant amount, 10 to 17 percent. Um, but there were some markets, interestingly, that were substantially better or substantially worse than that number. And I, I used a little bit of a, it wasn't a complete science. There was a little bit of art that went into this in terms of which markets I selected. You know, there there are a few that are just so niche, like for instance, Landrum showed up on, on the list. Um, I, I don't consider Landrum to be a, a major market, even though I really like Landrum. It's a really cute little town and a really nice part of the, of the county. Um, but I, I, I'm not... Um, I'm not super focused on that, and and there's not a whole lot of people moving in and out of there right now. So, I, I called this list down, and and I just want to we're just gonna take a few minutes here to just kind of go through the various markets and see which ones outperformed the the baseline appreciation that we saw of that between ten to seventeen percent, and which ones perhaps surprisingly didn't reach up to that point. And we'll start with those that underperformed. And this one surprised me a little bit. Um, but there were there were kind of two different areas that you could both describe loosely as East Side Greenville. So East Side uh, Greenville, uh, most would think of it as kind of like that Pelham Road area of Greenville. Um, it underperformed in two different markets based on how the Greater Greenville uh, Association of Realtors tracks it. And that's where I'm getting all my data from. Um, This data, we've talked about how some of the data isn't always accurate. This data should be accurate based on what I've seen in the past. So Eastside Greenville, the two markets in there um, in the GGAR uh, had it underperforming by uh, seven, so only appreciating by 7.6% and 9.7% respectively. And again, remember I said that the, really as I went through, I went through every single market and the vast majority of them were between 10 and 17%. So these two markets in Eastside Greenville ended up being 7.6% and 9.7% appreciation for the year. Um, that is a little bit surprising. They're you know, that's obviously a very central location. That's obviously an area um, that has desirability in a lot of ways. But I, I think perhaps what we are seeing is a lot of people that were in the nicer homes in that area. And I can attest to this because I, I, I actually live, I go through Eastside Greenville a lot. I live on the west side of Greer. I have uh, an Airbnb property in Eastside Greenville. So I'm driving through there a lot. Um, and you do not see a lot of homes for sale. And I think that a lot of the people that are living in, in that area in the more established homes, which are the, the more pricey homes, I think that they have decided to sit tight, that they are not moving. This is part of, of the inventory problem that we have, right, that we're constantly talking about, is a lot of people have have decided not to move. And that has directly impacted the east side of Greenville. Now, what's interesting is that if you look at the Taylor's market, the Taylor's market appreciated, which is right by Eastside Greenville, we saw the prices, the median price point in Taylor's. And, and let me just caveat one more thing. Just tracking median price points isn't necessarily appreciation. That's why I'm trying to put some skin on the bones of these stats. 
but we can loosely call it appreciation as we see these prices going up. It's not necessarily one-to-one just because the median price point is going up that there is appreciation happening. Um, But for the purposes of this podcast, we're going to say that um, just because it's simple. But Taylor's, which is right there at Eastside Greenville, actually saw that standard right around 17% appreciation for, for that market. Um, but we did see a lot of homes in Taylor selling this past year. So I think it's, I think it's interesting. And, and also Taylor's doesn't tend to have a lot of very expensive homes. So I think what we saw in Eastside Greenville is, which does have some pricier homes in comparison to, to the average, I think the people in those homes decided not to sell as much as they typically would. And then in Taylor's, we, we saw a true market starting to appreciate that that Taylor's market had been kind of behind for a while as a lot of um, elderly people and, and people just living in homes that had just kind of fallen into disarray as those started to be sold and flipped and then hitting the market. Um, Here's uh, another one that's a little bit surprising that underperformed, and that is the Malden market. The Malden market only uh, saw the median price point increase 4.2% for the year. Well, that's that's really not that much. I mean, that's that's pretty close to what you would expect for uh, for the margin of error. And um, I, I don't have a, a, a ton of insight on this outside of... I think that Malden is probably a great buy right now. I think that um, you know if we're if we're looking at real estate like we might look at the stock market, if something seems like it's lower than it should be, you should probably buy that. Now I'm not a financial planner or anything like that. I don't pretend to be, so I'm not giving financial advice. However, um, when it comes to the Malden market, I see some value there. This is a market that hasn't gone up, but it's very central. They're investing a lot into um, into the cultural center there and whatnot. Um, you know, I always hear people raving about the schools there. So there's a lot of things to like about Malden. I, I think it has just been, you know, as people have been migrating out of, of various areas and into different areas, I just think the fact that Malden doesn't have a a clear identity is still confusing to people. And because of that, um, I, I think that it hasn't appreciated in the in the way that you would expect it to. Um, also on the list uh, of underperformers is Powdersville. Powdersville, which is, um, you know, I don't really know how to explain it outside of it's, it's technically a part of Piedmont, um, but it is... Um, you know, it, it has a lot of uh, chain restaurants, and whatnot. It's, it's almost like an, a, a town with an exit off of an exit with a lot of chain restaurants and, and stores and whatnot. And then a lot of little subdivisions, some nice little subdivisions in there. Um, Powdersville only appreciated by 5%. And I, I do have a theory for that. Um, the, the increase of only 5% year on year in terms of the median price point I would attribute that um, most likely to the fact that most people, if they're wanting to move kind of away, right? If they're wanting to go away from everything, and Powdersville, is a, it's not super far out there, but it's far enough out there that it's kind, of, it's still kind of in that more rural part of, of uh, you know, right where Greenville and Anderson County meet, basically. Um, 
I think the people are that are looking to move out of kind of the main hub around Greenville are either looking for A, more affordable housing, or uh, B, homes that come with land and that have space to move out. And so I think Powdersville doesn't really offer either of that. Well, Powdersville has more of the affordable housing. Um, that there, there is that because the median, uh, the median price point there now is is two seventy two, um, about two seventy three. So that's a little bit lower than what we see in the average in the greater Greenville area. Um, but uh, and that that's the that's the year to date number. Um, actually, the December number was three twenty seven. So, um, so that's actually way up above the median price point. But I think that that what we're just uh, the meeting price point for the greater Greenville area. But I think that what we're seeing there in Powdersville is just that there is not as much demand for uh, for housing that is no longer as affordable as it should, quote unquote, should be for that area, but also that there's not, the, there's not a lot of housing uh, in that area coming up for sale that has land either. So it's kind of boxed in in terms of what it can afford to people in general. Um, another one that is a little bit surprising is the Judson and Deneen areas. Um, this actually might be the most surprising out of all of them that that they um, only saw the median price point increase by 7.9%. Now, I say that's surprising um, at the same time as I'm, you know, when I see homes that come on the market in Judson and Deneen, there are some quirks about them and there are some, some important considerations and I haven't gotten super duper in the weeds. I mean, there's only so much time I can put getting into the weeds on some of this data, but I will say anecdotally, cause I follow, I look at every single home that comes on the market every single day, a lot of, well, first off Judson there's a lot that needs to happen over there, right? I mean, there are some homes that sell in Judson still for, you know, 50, 60,000, and they're probably not even worth that. So that is kind of keeping that area down in some ways. Um, and then in Deneen, where, where we've seen, uh, where there's now some, some very nice streets, some very nice areas to go around, um, what we're starting to see is more of these one-bedroom and two-bedroom homes that are being uh, you know flipped renovated and sold in the low 200 thousands um and so obviously you know that that's a a high price for a small home like that i mean we're talking about homes that are like 800 square feet in some cases um to buy an 800 square foot home in greenville for you know 190 200 thousand um that's a that's a high price per square foot but um previously we, you know, people didn't even want to buy those, but now that they're getting priced out of the three bedroom houses, they're having to choose two bedroom and one bedroom houses. But that's, I think, making that overall number um, for the area kind of artificially lower. Again, tracking the median price point isn't necessarily tracking the appreciation because we're not looking at the, the price per square foot. That would be a whole nother way of assessing this that would take me a lot of time. Um, so I think that Judson and Deneen probably are, are truly, if you if we objectively looked at the data, probably would be in that 10 to 70, 17% range, maybe even a lot more. Those areas traditionally have out, outperformed just about every other part of Greenville for the past 10 years. 
Um, so I think that that's a little bit of an anomaly in the data. Um, now, the worst out of all of these, the worst numbers that we saw came from the Nickeltown, greater Nickeltown area of Greenville. And, and this one, um, this is, is the most surprising out of all of them. It was the only market on here that had uh, a negative jump in the price point. And that was it at a negative 13.2% uh, increase, or you could just say a decrease of 13.2% to the, the median price point in 2021 versus 2020. And what we saw was in 2020, um, in, you know, for instance, in December, the median sales price was 490000 in that area versus 2021. The number was 340,000, which is a decrease of 30.6% for December year on year. So that's that's a, a tremendous jump down. What that's told me is I think there's a few things. I think one is that there probably in 2020, there were kind of it was kind of a quirky period of time where there was a lot of um a lot of big, bigger, nicer homes in that area because that it also includes some other areas outside of Nickeltown um, where, are, where there are some, some nice homes occasionally. But I think as well, so, so 2020 had some quirky, more expensive home sales that 2021 didn't. But I think as well, I think, I think Nickeltown is a little bit tapped out right now. I think a lot of people um, went in hard on it um, because it's right there on, on the edge of, of a lot of really nice neighborhoods. And, and a lot of people went in hard nickel town early on and uh and by early on i mean like the perhaps in the past like five years there was a, a lot of renovation done there but then it's just kind of fizzled out and we've just seen it's a it's a really massive area and it's kind of like judson judson's a, a pretty big mill area but nickel town I, I believe uh is an even larger geographic area and i and, you know, you go through there and there are just some very depressed streets, some nice streets. I think that people have just kind of tapped the brakes a little bit has been my feeling on trying to to do more in that area that the prices didn't go up to the extent that they wanted it to or, or that investors expected it to. Um, and combine that with, I think that there are a lot of rental properties there as well, which tend to to... Um, if the landlords are negligent, that can impact home values. So I think that we're seeing that Nickeltown is not, um, is, is not quite what we thought it might have been or the direction that it was going in, you know, four or five years ago. I, I think it's, it's, you got to tap, tap the brakes a little bit on that area specifically, uh, just from the standpoint of, of if you're, thinking about the, you know a short term type of investment obviously i think long term i think nickeltown is is going to be a good long term investment because of its proximity to downtown greenville all right so those are the underperformers let's talk about the overperformers i'm not going to spend um, i'm not going to do a, a ton of analysis on, on these we're just going to kind of go through so um, and and by the way the order that i'm doing these in there's not a, a specific order i'm just kind of doing them in order of how they how they come in the in the market stats that that i'm going through so the um, north greenville and north spartanburg county um, are are two overperformers tigerville 
slash Blue Ridge area, um, and then the North Greer slash Campobello areas. Tigerville Blue Ridge had two different markets that kind of covered that area, and those markets appreciated by 27% and 16.4% respectively. Um, so obviously at 16.4, I said I'm focusing on 10 to 17, but the fact that one of them was at 27%, that, that's a tremendous amount. And then the North Greer Campobello area went up 31% uh, in terms of the median price point year on year. And this does not come as a surprise to me. And that's because we've talked about this in the past. Areas that have land um, are in high demand right now. Homes that come with land are in high demand. And th- those prices are just skyrocketing. And so where do you go that you can kind of get out there and, and get some land and, and do some homesteading and stuff like that? North Greenville County, North Spartanburg County, those are beautiful areas. Um, if, if you've not been out there, you need to. Um, but those are, are gorgeous areas that um, have a, a lot of homes coming on the market that have, you know, that come with two, three, four acres, something like that. I think that that is driving up the price point there. Um, another market that I think is uh, is similar in some ways is the Lower Simpsonville slash Fountain Inn area. That market appreciated by 20.4%. And I think that this is a combination of that, that yes, there are more homes down there that have land, but also it has traditionally been a, a more affordable area than if you're like in Five Forks, for instance. So as people are, are having to find those more affordable areas as the market uh, pushes some people, gentrifies some people out of some areas, they have to, they find themselves having to go to, um, rather than, for instance, Five Forks, they're having to go to Fountain Inn. I would say, instead of doing that, go to Malden. That's my personal opinion. Um, but a, a lot of people just really like Simpsonville, um, and again, you're not going to get in Malden the type of acreage that you could get in, in that lower part of Simpsonville. So that's definitely a factor. Um, the Greenville County side of Piedmont saw uh, two different markets, one of which appreciated by 35.8%, the other one by 14.9%. Um, I, I think that this is easily explainable as... these markets are very affordable in comparison to just about anywhere else in Greenville to be able to find a livable house. Um, On the year, uh, the one market uh, on the Greenville County side of Piedmont, the average price point was $239,000, and the other one was $185,500. So those are, by Greenville County standards, extremely affordable, and and, uh, a lot of those homes are... uh, hopefully livable. I mean, I see them all the time. They come on the market um, and you can you can get good housing out in, out in that area. It's not that far from, you know, if you're needing to commute to like downtown Greenville, it's really not that far. It's not that bad. Um, you, you've got access to um, 185, that which is the toll road that connects with 385. So, um, so I think, again, the markets that are appreciating tremendously are the ones that um, are kind of underpriced and people are, are having to move there. And then 
prices are getting driven up as as you have all these people bidding and competing on those homes. Um, another market, this, this uh, does not surprise me. It might surprise some people. Um, but the west of Berea market, so if you're looking at Berea on the map, um, and again, you go west of it, kind of where um, where Greenville and Pickens uh, kind of converge, Greenville County and Pickens County, that market appreciated by 18.2%. Um, again, that's a that's an interesting area. If you go out to that side of town, you don't necessarily see what you're expecting. Um, it's it's extremely rural. Um, there is some possibility of getting you know homes with land out there, um, and uh, yeah, you you really feel like you're you're in the country. You you it's not even very clear once you enter Pickens County just how rural that area can can get. Um, and so I think that there's just a, a certain, uh, again, demographic that's looking to go out there. And um, it's probably those that are looking for a little bit more space and, and those that are looking for affordable housing. And again, that's, that is an affordable area. Year to date for 2021, the, the median price point was $195. Um, so that's, that's an area that people are thinking, okay, um, I, can, I can be out in a more rural area, area get cheaper housing, that's where to go. Similarly, easily, um, Pickens, west of Pickens, so like the Clemson, Six Mile, Kiwi area, um, all of those areas out there all overperformed. So easily was 23.7% uh, increase in median price point, Pickens 26.5%, and then that Clemson, Kiwi, Six Mile area, 21%. Um, and all for similar reasons. I would add as well, um, COVID has definitely played a role in people, you know, wanting to to be out there more in the country. And then around Kiwi, you get a lake. Uh, people have realized that, especially they're wor- working from home more, and you know, things that they like to do are, are, you know, not open as frequently, or you have to. You know, there's restrictions that people might may not like as far as wearing masks or whatever the case may be. People are investing more in having a playground in their backyard, quote unquote. And there's no greater playground in your backyard than a lake. Um, so that's something that uh, has really helped that Kiwi market as well. Um, as we go to around downtown, the, and this shouldn't be surprising, around downtown Greenville, those areas uh, overperformed. The just north of downtown, so like North Main and kind of the surrounding areas, that market uh, saw the median price point go up 23.3%. That's actually a little bit surprising to me, um, just from the standpoint of, I mean, North Main specifically, it has not traditionally kept up. It kind of, that market kind of got tapped out um, for a few years, but you know, I wonder if now people are are reinvesting, realizing that okay, there's all of these condos and whatnot uh, going up all over downtown Greenville. If maybe they're seeing the value of okay, here's a house that is very close to downtown, and if that's causing that, I don't know. Um, but 23.3% for that area, the area around Prisma um, uh, Health System, the hospital. Um, around uh, Greenville Country Club, Pleasant Valley, like that area, that area saw 
an increase uh, on the median price point of 19.4%. Um, that's a very unique area. Um, it's hard to completely um, know what to do with that data because you know within that area there will be $200,000 homes and million dollar homes. Um, so that's more something to track over time. Over time, traditionally that area has done quite well. Um, and it traditionally has overperformed. So I'm not surprised to see it at 19.4% uh, increase from 2020 to 2021. Um, and then last but not least, and again, it's only last on my list because it was just the way these markets played out, the last on the list of markets, but the West Greenville slash City View slash San Suchi area, that saw the median price go up 26.8%. No surprise there. Um, the median price point is is a lot less than the rest of, of Greenville County. So for the year, it was 225. Um, however, December was up to 276. So and which is not very far behind the rest of, of the greater Greenville area. So that market is starting to starting to catch up. Um, whereas you know for a long time it lagged behind. It would have been traditionally way behind the rest of, of Greenville County. Now we're starting to see it catch up. And that's what happens when you when you have outperformed. And that market really has outperformed because, I mean, uh, you know, just 10 years ago, you could buy a house out there for like $20,000. Um, so we're seeing some, you know, people that bought out there when the market was, was really cold in, in 2010, 2011, their homes have gone up, you know, 10, 12 percent, uh, sorry, 10, 12 times uh, what they purchased it for, uh, at least um, back then in comparison to today. Um, so I still think that there is some value in those areas. There are some really, really neat established homes in those areas um, that you're simply not going to ever see built again unless you build a custom home. And so I think that that's going to drive going to continue to drive as, as that area uh, continues to gentrify. It's going to going to drive that price point up and up. And uh, I, I don't see that stopping anytime soon. So that is a little snapshot at the at the various markets to give you an idea of, of where things are going. Um, I think in general, we can feel pretty good that that the Greenville County market is going to continue to see steady appreciation, nothing insane, believe it or not. Um, and, and I would like to do a podcast about this in the, in the future. It, it's just going to involve a lot of data assessment. Um, but the Greenville market hasn't seen the kind of inflation that other markets have. Um, so it, the appreciation that we're seeing, even though it feels insane, and obviously it, it can't continue at this pace, it is still not at the pace of other markets. Um, there are some other markets that are still seeing much more insane rates of appreciation. So we can be grateful for that. I am grateful for that. I know people think realtors just want prices to go up, up, up. Um, no, um, we don't, generally speaking. Um, we like to see healthy growth. And, um, and honestly, it might be a little bit on the unhealthy side, but it's not as unhealthy right now as you might think. That's my opinion based on the data. Um, but I, I would say, look at this data, 
give yourself a sense for what your long-term plans are and know that pretty much just the trajectory of Greenville, it should, and again, I'm not a financial planner, but it should be a good investment to purchase pretty much anywhere in Greenville as long as you don't overspend. That's, that's the main thing that you don't want to do. Uh, but if you have any questions about that, if you want to discuss this at all, please let me know. You've got all of my contact information in the show notes. Just a reminder, subscribe if you haven't to the show. Selling Greenville, we're on a lot of podcast platforms. If I'm not on your podcast platform, please let me know. Um, subscribe, rate, review, say some kind words, do whatever you can in order to promote the show. I appreciate it. And hey, we might be getting some more snow this week. I don't know. This is crazy. But if we do, please stay safe driving. The Greenville drivers do not understand snow. Please be careful dealing with them out there. I beg you. I implore you. Stay safe. um, And I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the week. 